I've got to draw, draw. said to do again our midst. We know there is so much you have in store for us. We receive the capacity to be able to comprehend that which you are ready to deposit to our lives. We pray that you change our life inside out this morning. That the word will prosper in our soul this morning. Your intention shall be satisfied in our midst this morning. Thank you everlasting Father. We celebrate you Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we are praying. Come on, give Jesus a clap for this morning. Let's have our seat in God's presence. Can we pray about the offering? Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be a giver. The essence why we are giving to God's work is so that the kingdom of God can be expanded. It's so that the work of God can progress on the surface of the earth. We ask that you continue to make us a kingdom addict giver in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Out of the treasures that we you have blessed us with, we have removed a token to release to you. We ask that you multiply us. We ask that you increase us. We ask that we give us mastery over finances in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Trust that our night has been great, and I believe that we have spent our weekend very well. I would like to acknowledge some special people in our midst. Our senior friend, can we jam our together for them? We can do much more better. Hallelujah. It's nice to have you around. Today is a special day. In last week, bro Sam, bro Mark, and bro Ibuka were with us. But today, Pastor Felix, uh, Mr. Sebastian, Sister Zina, and uh, Mr. Opianto are joining us. You are welcome, sir, Amma. It's nice to have you around. May the Lord bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. The same blessing that I've been rampant in our midst will also be evident in your life in Jesus' name. I want also have a testimony because for over a week now, this leg has been pain. But as a leader, I cannot show that I'm strong also. I was down with fever, but I'm here. Glory to God. I told God that the last, my last resort will be dropped. I'm telling you. When some of my executives were with me in the office, they thought I was joking when I told them to pray for me. Also, when I told another person to pray for me in the room, they thought I'm joking. But today I'm here. Glory be to God. Healing is here. Hallelujah. Amen. Your blessing is here. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are sick, just tell the next person beside you to pray for you. And that's it. You are sick. If you have somebody sick right now at all, just tell the next neighbor to pray for you. And that's it. Glory be to God. You cannot be administering healing. And you yourself, you will not be partaker of the blessing. Is that not a taboo? So if you are administering healing to others, I must be a partaker of it. But one thing I know is that the anointing of God upon your life is for others. Why you yourself have to humble yourself? For others to be a blessing. That is the kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Ask all these our fathers in the country. They have also people they submit their life unto. They themselves need prayer as much as they pray. But now everybody come to a leader. Problem, problem. Who, have you also asked them who are the leaders also? Okay, they run to God. Alright. If it is that way. But the anointing on you is for other people. It's for you to be a blessing. Your gift is, is for you to be a blessing. Why you yourself must also submit yourself to other graces. So acknowledge graces in the house. We have been teaching on spiritual gift, which we started yesterday. A lot of us here have healing gifts, but it's just that you have not yet exercised it. Discover it. Activate it. 
cultivate it, articulate it, and be a blessing to others. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I also want to say this. You know, I will not give up in saying the truth. Some of us, most of us, came late this month. But it's not good. The problem is not leadership. The problem is not the structure. The problem is not the fellowship. The problem is me. The problem is you. If you have service at someone Giri, we still have people that will come late. If you have service in the house, we still have people that will come late. So who is, who, are, who, are, who is the problem? It is me. Let's change. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation is a progressive journey. You have a part to play by renewing your mind. Renew your mind. Change your thought. Change your pattern. Don't say this is who I am. Nobody can change me. You can be changed. It is until we, we, until we are changed that we can make a change. It is until we are changed we can be a change maker. Praise the name of the Lord. I trust that the message will be passed across. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And I also want to encourage us to, to stay healthy and stay safe. Please, adopt all the protective measures. Cover your nose. Wash your hand regularly with soap. Use sanitizer. Put it in your bag when you are going. Don't just roam about. If you have no reason to go out, don't say, I want to go and test the power of God. Like two days ago when we went out, I said nothing will happen to any one of us because there is a man behind it. What was the man? Because we can't stop. We need to launch out and, and get food. We need to launch out. The house must keep running. But not that I would deliberately just begin to roam about for no reason. God will not protect you if you, are, if you act, if you have such mindset. But if there is a real motive behind it, then you are sick. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I also want to, I have a lot of package of blessings for you this morning. And I want you to begin to catch it. I also want to let you know this morning is a word for somebody. I don't know who it is for. The path to spiritual revival is found in the very things we are sometimes reluctant to do. Oftentimes we say revival, revival. Revival is near you. Revival is at your fingertips. Revival is, is embedded in those things you are reluctant to do. Such as prayer, such as fasting such as consistent study of the Word of God. When we read the scripture, our mind is renewed with God's truth. You are looking for the truth. It is located in the Word of God. As you read the scripture, your mind is being renewed with the truth of, of God's Word. We draw comfort, strength, and courage from His promises and unfailing love. Through our prayer, through our fasting, and our submission to, to Him, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to face the issues of life. That's one of the blessings that I have for you this morning. Your revival is located, is embedded in those things you are reluctant to do. What are the, those things you, you are reluctant to do? Begin to do them right now. The revival is on your way. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we'll be studying about sons walking power. But the real topic is the treasures in Edinburgh. Vessel. Say after me, treasures in Edinburgh. Vessel. I remember many months ago, I think Bache, Bache 2019, Bache B, were the ones that, that were in that service that time. And I talked about uh, working as sons in our new covenant. I just want to bring out some few points there so that we can be able to understand where we are heading to this morning. That was the topic then, working as sons in our new covenant. And then there is something we call adoption, as we know in the Bible. It says, are you a son? or a child you know adoption has made us a son yes that which christ has done for us the the works of christ brings about our adoption that make us as sons as joint heir with christ just god just like god is seeing jesus as his son we are also are sons of god we are not a friend but we are sons of god the very time the very day you gave your life to jesus you accepted jesus christ as your personal lord and savior one of the privileges is that you are no longer a friend, but you are a son. And the privilege of sonship, that is a privilege of sonship. The, the, the privilege of sonship is a place of safety, is a place of security, is a place of blessedness, is a place of favor, and is a place of privilege. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, we are made to sit with Christ in heavenly places. We are made to sit at the right hand of the Father. In fact, we can't get closer than that. That is the closer we can get to. 
when oftentimes when we quote Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, it's not about arrogance or pride or boasting. It's only about your understanding. It's only about your perception. It's about you knowing the position that the Father has given to you and I. So from that junction, I'll be, I will continue this morning to talk about sons walking in power. See, after me, sons walking in power. But we'll be studying this morning in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Two core values. Sons walk in, sons walk in power and sons build the kingdom. Two core values that is expected of a son of God. Sons are expected to walk in power. Sons are expected to walk in the miraculous. And sons are expected to build the kingdom. If you are here, if your mindset is not to, to build the kingdom with us, then you should not be part of us. Praise the name of the Lord. I believe all of us here are sons of God. The sonship that has nothing to do with I am a male or a female. Because you are the daughter of your earthly father and you are the son of your heavenly father. You are the daughter of your heavenly father, you are the son of your heavenly father. When we are talking about sons, we are not talking about gender here. Both male and female component, all of us are sons of God. So, you are expected to walk in power, and you are also expected to build the kingdom. My prayer this morning is that the word of God will prosper in our spirit man, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you notice that pastors all over the surface of the earth are very conscious, they have taken an advantage of the internet. They are, they are so desperate to deliver the word of God to their people. Praise the name of the Lord. Because we are in a, in a, in a, in a sensitive period. We are in a, the church is tending to a dangerous moment. And so therefore, every one of us here must hunger for the word of God on a consistent basis. When you wake up, look for the word of God. Study the word of God. It's the word of God. That is the only thing that can preserve you in this period. COVID-19 does in the spiritual realm does not exist. Though we feel, but though we see it physically. But one of the ways to show that we are sons of God is by doing all these things. That we are partaker of washing our hands does not mean, like I said last week, does not mean we don't, we don't have faith. We are only trying to demonstrate to the unbelievers that we are the citizens of God's kingdom and we are good citizens of the country. The Lord help us in Jesus' name. So I repeat again, two core values, sons walk in power and sons build the kingdom. But my emphasis this morning is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 that says treasures in earthen vessel. In fact, the treasure in earthen vessel, that's part of our inheritance as the sons of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. 2 Corinthians. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Scroll down. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Verse 9. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Praise the name of the Lord. We are talking about things that God has put in us so that we can build an inheritance of God on the surface of the earth. Treasures in Eden verse. What we are simply talking about this morning is that we are talking about those values, those great things the Lord has released on your inside. Those things help you to build an inheritance of God on the surface of the earth. You know, this verse gives me an understanding this morning that it's not about me. It's not about how, how perfect I am outside. It's not about what I have been through. It's not about what I'm even going through right now. It's about what God has put on my inside. It's about what God has packaged in me. And we all have treasures. We have it. Tell your neighbor you have a treasure on your inside. You need to discover it this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you know that the moment we, we say, Jesus, you are my Savior, the moment you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, the God air, the triune nature of God, three, three persons in one God, that is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. As both three of them come into your heart and make your heart a dwelling place. Romans 8, 17. You can just jot just that down. I'm not reading that place. This morning our focus is 
we are not talking about people who just get saved and do not experience any power or the demonstration of the word of God in their life, but those that allow the Holy Spirit to be activated in them so that they can see fruit. If you have followed the teachings since our Easter retreat, you get to understand what I'm talking about. We have been talking about the resurrection power. It's still a repetition of what I did, we discussed last Sunday. It's just a progression of what we talked about, resurrection power, the gifts of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit. So this morning our focus is about people who are experiencing the power of God in their life. We are talking about those who have allowed Holy Spirit to be activated in them so that the world, the unbelievers and fellow Christians can see fruit in them. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's play around verse 7 to 9 again. But we have this treasure in any verse that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. The reason for verse 8 and 9 is in verse 7. It is verse 7 that gave birth to verse 8 and 9. Why is it that go back to verse 8? Why are we why is that some maybe why is it that we are persecuted? Why is it that we are troubled on every side? This is the words of Apostle Paul. Say he was troubled on every side, yet not destroyed. He was perplexed, but not in despair. Verse 9. He was persecuted but not forsaken. He experienced a casting down, but yet it was not consumed. The reason is because of verse 7. Because of we have this treasure in ending verse in us. That is the reason why he experienced persecution. That's the reason why he experienced a casting down. But yet still, he does not allow all these things to weigh him down. The reason for verse 8 and 9 is in verse 7. Even though things happen on our outside, if we tap into what we have in us, we may be crushed but not in despair. We may be crushed on every side but not perplexed. You can be perplexed on every side and not be depressed. You can do that when you have a knowledge of what is in you. Paul was able to share this testimony in verse 8 and 9 because of having a knowledge of what he, of, of what he carried. He has that knowledge and that's why he was able to position himself well even when he was passing through these challenges. The same experience, the same encounter will be your lot this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What you are aware of is what you should see around you. What you are not conscious of cannot happen around you. What you are aware of is what you should see around you. If I'm conscious that I am the healed of the Lord, if I'm conscious that I am the blessed of the Lord, if I'm conscious that I cannot lack finances, then that will happen to you. But if you see yourself as a sick person, then sickness floats around you. What you are aware of is what you should see around you. What you are aware of is what you will see around you. We must have the awareness this morning that we are carrying the kingdom of God in our lives. The kingdom of God is already on your inside. Ultimately, that is the kingdom now, like we said in our prayer on Friday morning. That is the kingdom. That is the kingdom of God now. The resurrection of Christ is about living the, the life of Christ now. That is the kingdom of God later, which I believe every one of us will be part of. None of us will fall short of rapture in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. But when you give your life to Christ, you have already entered into the kingdom of God. You are here, you are sick, you receive your healing, you, are, you have entered into the kingdom of God. You are here, you, you are trusting for one thing or the other, you, have already, you are already experiencing the kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. So therefore we must have the awareness that we are carrying the kingdom of God in our lives. This message is like it's a new creation reality message. It's a message we need to hear so that you don't you position yourself well, you don't allow the devil to rob you of, of your blessing and your inheritance. It's, it's tremendous that our life should look different on every single day because Jesus lives in us. You should look, you should be changing every blessed day. Transformation should be occurring in my life every day. I should be moving higher in Christ every day. Reason, reason that I carry Jesus on my inside. Reason that I carry the life of God on my inside. Now, what is the treasure that we are talking about this morning? As I begin to share this for 
We say treasures in heaven verse. Point number one, we are talking about the treasure of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 7 to 11. The treasure that we carry is the treasure of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 7 to 11. John chapter 16, verse 7 to 11. Yes. I tell you the truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. For if I go not away, yes. the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Mm-hmm. And when he shall come, he will remove me to the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and he see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Thank you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Because of our time, minimum, we, we just have to jump reading most of the scripture. Jesus is telling his disciples here, they have been waiting. They saw him persecuted. They experienced the death of Jesus. And they also have that experiential knowledge when he rose from the dead. Jesus is now telling them in this verse we have read that it is okay for me that I go. But Holy Spirit is coming. It's not just coming. It's going to dwell in you. It's going to live on your inside. I was the comforter. I have been living with you. But now, another comforter in the personality of the Holy Spirit will come and be dwelling on your inside. You know, in our age, everybody loves healing. Like I said last week, Everybody is attracted to miracles. Everybody wants to be in a place where things are happening. Signs and wonders are taking place. You see people troop to that place. But I want you to know that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. But they have different functions. God the Father has played his own role. God the Son has played his own role. And God the Holy Spirit is, is on, on, on its way to demonstrate himself as well. That's the treasure that the disciples have to carry, why Jesus we are sent to heaven. What does the Holy Spirit do in our life this morning? We see the role of the Holy Spirit this morning. Jesus came to fulfill his mission. Holy Spirit came as Jesus in our heart. And he has a role to play in our lives. John chapter 14 verse 16. John chapter 14 verse 16. The role of what he does in our lives. Yes. I will pray the Father. I will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Thank you so much. Holy Spirit takes permanent residence in the life of the believer. We see that in the verse we read now. Holy Spirit takes permanent residence in the life of the believer. The goal of the Holy Spirit is to take permanent residence in your life. He wants to abide with you forever. He doesn't want to stay temporarily. He wants to be with us forever till the end of the age. And that is the, what is breathing on the heart of the Father. That the Holy Spirit will be a seal. is a seal of your salvation. He wants to dwell with you forever. The role of the Holy Spirit this morning, like we've seen in John chapter 14 verse 16, the role of the Holy Spirit is that he's a comforter. The job of the Holy Spirit is to comfort us. That's one of, another point I want us to know. The job of the Holy Spirit is to speak encouragement to us. The job of the Holy Spirit is to tell us that we are not alone. He will be with you always. Tell yourself, I'm not alone. Tell anybody you are not alone. Because I have the Holy Spirit. I am not alone in these circumstances. I am not alone in this situation. I am not alone in this problem. Come what may, I am not alone. Because I have the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Yes, you are not alone. Just like Liverpool Football Club, we say we never walk alone. Yes, you are not alone because you have the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. It's, an, it's a word of encouragement this morning. When you say, I have Jesus in my heart, the moment you feel alone and you feel lonely, know that you are not alone. Why would you have to feel lonely? Why do you have to feel alone because you have the Holy Spirit? But we should feel the constant presence of God in our lives. It's a taboo if you are not enjoying the presence of God in our lives because we have the Holy Spirit. Then we must, we must enjoy His presence in our life. 
We must build the constant presence of the Lord upon our lives and around those people that around those that surround you. Your presence here should make a difference. Your presence in your community should make a difference. Your presence where you stay should make a difference because you carry the life of God in you. Things should not should not happen. You should make things happen. There are people that allow things to happen to them. There are people that that see things happen. And there are categories of people that make things happen. I want to fall on the side of those who make things happen. Praise the name of the Lord. I believe that is want to be your testimony as well. May the Lord make it so in Jesus' name. Jesus should be in you. It should be through you and around you every day on a consistent basis. You are not alone. I am not alone. He has sent a comforter and the person of the Holy Spirit. He has sent someone to walk with me and to be with me. He doesn't comfort us only when we are broken-hearted. He comforts us every moment on a daily basis. You have to begin to have this consciousness. You have to build this awareness around you. Have this awareness that the Holy Spirit is with me. His presence is with me. He is in you and is around you. Another point this morning is that Holy Spirit convict us of sin. The job of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin. We are talking about the treasure in Eden verse. We are talking about the treasures of the Holy Spirit on our inside. And now I'm talking about his role in our lives. He, is, he, he wants to take a permanent residence in our life. He wants to comfort us on a consistent basis. And thirdly, he convinced us of sin. You know, a prayer everyone should pray this morning is that the infilling and the activation of the Holy Spirit upon your life. When you gave your life to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. No doubt about that. But when we are talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are simply saying, Holy Spirit, I'm giving you permission to flow through my life. I'm giving you full expression. That's what we, that's what we mean when we say the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is in our lives, no doubt, based on my previous teaching. It's a free gift. But you should pray this morning that, Lord, as a son, I want the full package of what it means to be a son. I want a package of what it means to walk in power. Just like I said, sons walk in power. Sons walk in power because they have treasure on their inside. You are expected to walk in power because there is a treasure on your inside. The treasure of the Holy Spirit, the treasure in heaven vessel. Holy Spirit definitely as a free gift will come on our inside will begin to manifest but there should be a greater level of conviction of sin I repeat again Holy Spirit as a gift will begin to manifest but there should be a greater level of conviction of sin when we are working with the Lord when we are building an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, we should not be involved in what we are not supposed to be doing. You know, as a son of God, there are things that God does not want you to do. Yes, God does not toy with sin. He doesn't joke with sin. So you do I must eat, have a, a, a strong passion for sin and for iniquity. The Father that we serve, who is our Father, is a good Father. He's not going to slap you on the face. <laughs> But know that the Holy Spirit on your inside, He will come at, as a gentle person, a gentle leading. He will tell you, don't go this way, my son. Don't do this, my daughter. Don't cross your boundary. Don't cheat on your neighbor. Don't abuse your fellow brother. Don't do this to your fellow sister. This is the first level of how to hear God. Somebody may ask me this morning, how do you hear the word of God? How do you hear the voice of God? That is a, that gentle pressing on your heart. That gentle impression that gentle leading is the voice of the Lord we call it impression everybody has an impression both believers and non-believers but you for you as a believer the impression is going to be strong this impression is going to be on a high level praise the name of the Lord Holy Spirit will not tell you that you are a sinner you are stupid you are foolish that's that's the voice of devil that's the voice of the accuser Holy Spirit is not an accuser. Accuser will say you are dull. Accuser will say I'm giving up on you. Accuser will say you are not going to get it right. But Holy Spirit on, on the other part will say I'm not give, giving up on you. 
I know you are going to be better. You have committed a sin, yes. It will convict you. Dust it and move on with your journey. Praise the name of the Lord. Accusation brings shame. It brings fear and doubt. But conviction brings about peace. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish in our lives. Holy Spirit will press on your spirit. Holy Spirit will press on you and convince you to repent. Conviction does not mean I didn't do it. Note what I'm saying now. Conviction does not mean I didn't do that thing. But there should also be a repentance to that thing. Holy Spirit is coming. His job is to convince, convince you of your sin, of what you have done wrong. It doesn't mean I have not done, done, I have not done anything. Yes, I know I have done wrong. But there should be a repentance towards it. There should be a remorsefulness towards it. And when you do that, you are helping the Holy Spirit to journey with you. Praise the name of the Lord. So the job of the Holy Spirit this morning is to bring about repentance. Holy Spirit wants you to repent and to turn back to Him. People who have failed before does not mean they have not been prompted by the Holy Spirit or the elders of the church, but it's that they fail to yield. You know those who become son of perdition. You know, I see a portion of the Bible is Hebrews 11 that said, this one knows the way, and I hear from the way. In fact, abandon it. It's not that he doesn't know the truth. It is because he or she has refused to yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we will fail in the journey. We will fall several times. But we have the Holy Spirit. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. Though I'm perplexed, I will not be crushed. Persecuted, I shall not be forsaken. Broken, I shall not be crushed. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't mean the journey is, I told us you are human beings, we are not perfect. As you move on, there will be times of shortcomings. There will be times when we fall. There are times when we will not get things right. That does not mean God will not abandon us. When we are small as a child, when our mother gave birth to us, and when we, we shit on their body, will they say, this my son, daughter, they throw you away? No. What will they do? They take you to the bedroom, wash you off of of what they ate on your body. If God does not hate you, what he hates is the sin. God does not hate you. What is hate is that a bad habit. God does not hate you. What he hates is that thing. They will wash the baby. And what, what will they do? They will see what? Throw the baby off. My daughter, my son, they embrace and wear a new cloth on the, on, on the child. And it, it moves on. It doesn't seem mean that he has I remember one, one, when I was young, then I, I so much love kids around me. And one day, it was so, a day that I wear one of my best clothes, and the, the slash, I carried, I was the one that said, I want to carry a child. It, it just urinate on my body, do everything, also. And I have no choice. I can't get angry. I just have to find another cloth to wear. But will I eat the child? No. I still later even still embrace the child after they wash off the dead. From our body. Praise the name of the Lord. That is how God sees us. Glory be to God. Another point this morning, so that we can run fast, He guides us into all truth. Some of us may say, a lot of believers have said, I don't know the will of God. What then is even the will of God for my life? I don't know what I should even do right now. I don't know what I should do tomorrow. Even after COVID 19 is over, I don't know what I should do. Many does not even have a vision go for their life, they are confused. Why? Because they don't want to do anything out of the will of God. A lot of people are afraid to take a step concerning their life and their future. Because they, are, they have the notion, there is a fear built around their heart. That, oh, ah, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to fall into error. I don't want to do anything contrary to the will of God. They don't want to make a decision. Because they don't want to make God angry or make God mad. Those that have such mindset, or such spirit or such notion are regarded as an orphan. That's an orphan spirit. That's an orphan mindset. Tell yourself, I'm not an orphan. I am a son of God. That's an orphan mindset. If you have the Holy Spirit and you are studying the Word of God as much as possible, you will make the right decision. If truly you have given your life to Jesus, 
if truly you have the Holy Spirit on your inside and you are reading the Word of God on a consistent basis, you will not make a wrong decision. On every issues of life, on every aspect of your life, you cannot get stuck or get confused because you have the Holy Spirit. Tell, tell it yourself, I have the Holy Spirit. I am not confused. I am not confused because I have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What God demanded from us in a season like this is our obedience because God cherishes our obedience. Because God honors our obedience. God is not just looking at what we do. He's not just looking at your obedience or behavior. He's looking at the posture we take in doing that. I repeat again. God is not just looking at what you do. He's not just looking at your obedience or your behavior. He's looking at the posture we take in doing that. What is your posture before God? How have you positioned yourself before God this morning? Have you positioned yourself before God this morning as a beggar, as an orphan, or you have positioned yourself as a son? Either you fall into any of the category. One of the reasons why uh, we are not enjoying the fullness of God is the way we appear before God often and often. It's the way we have positioned ourselves before God at every instance. You shouldn't say, Lord, I'm begging you. Lord, I know this is your will for me. In the name of Jesus, I bring it to reality. Prayer means partnering with God's will. Praise the name of the Lord. You don't appear before God to beg him because you are his son. I I'm, I'm not your, the, the son of your earthly father. If I follow you home now, I may have to beg your parents to, to release, to, to, to extend favor to me. But you as a son or daughter, you just walk into their room, do anything you want to do. Because you are you have that consciousness because that I am a son. So when you appear before God, you don't have to pray. That's why our prayer is not getting answered because we appear before him as an offer. We should change our mindset and from Appear before God as a son. When you pray, you are saying, Lord, I am partnering with what you have declared concerning my life. I'm not coming to beg you. It's a wrong prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not just to say this. It's not just to have a knowledge of this. It's good. A lot of people can preach on these new creation realities. But let it, be, let it be real in your life. Let it be evident in your life. Let's change our mindset this morning. Because Holy Spirit is there. He leads us into all truth. Another point. Holy Spirit glorify Jesus. There are many things that happen in the Spirit that, that does not glorify Jesus. One of the ways people are afraid. Your fear does not glorify God. Your fear does not glorify Jesus. Why do you have to allow fear to take hold of your life? Tell a neighbor, fear does not glorify your Jesus. Fear does not glorify your Heavenly Father. Why are you fearful? Fear does not glorify God. Fear does not glorify Jesus. Oh my God. When you are fearful, it is because you don't acknowledge who you are in God. Do what we do glorify Jesus? That's a question I want to ask us this morning. Are souls coming to the Lord? Are there salvation in our midst? In our fellowship? Among colleagues? Are there fruit, just like we preach, like I, I preached on last week? Are there fruit? Are these people discipling people in our lives? Are lives getting transformed on a consistent basis? These are the evidence to show that what we are doing here glorify Jesus. If healing is taking place, if lives are being molded after the pattern of Christ, if people are getting better, if there are rapid testimonies, if people are growing spiritually, these are the things that glorify Jesus. Does your life glorify Jesus? Does my life glorify Jesus? Does what I do glorify God? Check it. Think about it. Meditate about it. Process it and act upon it this morning. We can sing all day. We can dance all day. We could preach all day. If is Jesus glorified? If Jesus is not glorified in our program, in our service, in our activities, we have done, we have not done anything. Which means our gathering is a waste of time. Praise the name of the Lord. The goal of a believer, of a Christian, is to ensure that all that you do must glorify God. 
Jesus said in the scripture, time will not permit you to open. He says, everything I do is to glorify my heavenly Father. He said, I take the glory not unto myself, rather all glory to be accosted to God. Everything he does, he ensures he doesn't take a bit of the glory. But rather, the almighty God must take the glory. So you must carry the same mindset also. That everything you do, no matter what God is using you to accomplish in a time like this, never try or endeavor or strive to take any glory. But rather, let all glory be returned back unto God. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Our job, our role, our responsibility is to glorify Jesus. And that is the mission of every believer. I repeat again, our job is to glorify Jesus. And that is the mission of every believer. When you are making a decision, does it glorify Jesus? When you want to take a step, does it glorify Jesus? When you make, want to make a movement, does it glorify Jesus? Everything you are doing, does it glorify Jesus? Tell anybody beside you, do all things. To glorify Jesus. Because that is your job. Because that is your responsibility. Because that is your assignment. Hallelujah. John chapter 14 verse 16 again, help us display. And that point is that he's a counselor. He is a counselor. Basic things for us to still know this morning. John 40, 16. Let's even read that place. John 40, 16. I, want us, I just want to share a few more points. And we pray this morning. I didn't want us to pour our heart onto God this morning to help our life this morning. Both the speaker and the hearer this morning must be helped by God this morning. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. If you press on, he's talking about, there's a place he says, Holy Spirit is our counselor. We all know that. But let me press further because of time. Basic things for us to know this morning. The, another role of the Holy Spirit this morning, another role of the Holy Spirit is to give us gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, like we studied in the resurgence in the morning yesterday. All of us are born with specific giftings and treasure. When you gave your life to Christ, when you accept Jesus Christ as your pastor, Lord, and Savior, part of what accompanies your salvation experience as spiritual gift. Part on your inside. Everybody seated here before me has two or three gifts on your inside. The issue here is just that you have not discovered it. Perhaps you have discovered one, yet you still need to press further. Be, be more hardworking to discover the rest of the gift embedded in you. And as much, still move higher to convert any gift that you want. And Holy Spirit will give them to you in Jesus' name. Those treasures are in us. These giftings are in us. They emanate from the Holy Spirit. Number one, to manifest the kingdom of God. We talked about power gifts like I shared yesterday. Prophecy, healing, faith, working of miracles, discernment. Those gifts are classified under power gift or manifestation gift. Or we call it the supernatural gift. We have the ministry gift. That's the Ephesians 412, the 54 ministry. These people are not actually gifts, but they are people that are actually called to build the kingdom of God. They are actually called to comfort and to edify the kingdom of God. Then we have the three, the, the, the number number three, which is another tier of gift or another classes of gift, is the motivational gift. Every one of us has one or two of these gifts in our life. I told us yesterday that every one of us here, whether any one of us here, whether as a leader or as a follower, we all fall into the category of the power gift and the motivational gift. But not everybody are actually called into the fivefold. Praise the name of the Lord. The scripture, like we have read yesterday in the book of Romans chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to 8, let us know that there are different measures, different diversity but from the same source. Praise the name of the Lord. Different measures, different operations, different diversity, but all from what? From the same source. Another point this morning is that Holy Spirit helps the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in your life. These are the treasures in Edding Vessel. Aside what it does for us, there are responsibilities on our part as a believer. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. I want to draw the curtain in this verse so that we can pray. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. If you will not listen to any, any of, the, of my point, listen to this. Be attentive at this junction. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, love, suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Continue. Meekness, temperance, against such, there is no law. Aside what the Holy Spirit does for us, there are responsibilities on our part as a believer. And what is our responsibility? Is stated in this verse, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Fruit is the result of something. You know, when you sow, you expect an harvest. Am I correct? So we can assume and conclude that fruit is the result of something. The fruit that should be seen in the life of every believer should be love. Joy should be seen in your life. Peace should be rampant in your life. Long suffering should be seen in my life. Gentleness should be seen in my life. Goodness should be demonstrated by me. Faith as well should be demonstrated by me. These are the treasures. These are what we carry in us. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Tell your neighbor, these are, the, these are your treasures. On your inside. These are the treasures that you carry. Glory to Jesus. Listen to this one as I, I draw the, down the curtain here. You are more powerful if you know how to exhibit self-control than somebody who can't exhibit self-control. I leave it again. You are more powerful if you know how to exhibit self-control than somebody who can't exhibit self-control. You are more powerful if you radically love. You are more powerful if you can exhibit patience in times of difficulty than at anything else. You could be so gifted but your gifting can fizzle away in the meantime. Like I said last week, the gift of God is what? Without repentance. What is important is what? The fruit. What may people pursue after your God is your fruit, not your gift. You know, I told you I opened a verse to us last week. I said also gift also make people run after us, like I said, even in this teaching. But gifting will attract the wrong motive. But the fruit of the Spirit will never attract the wrong motive. Have you not seen someone tell you, ah! Oh my God, Chidima, ah! Oh my God, I love the way you do, ah! You try though, but if it is me, I cannot do it. You have passed a message. Wow. He said, if it is my, my own, I cannot do it. Ah, you tried. Ah! Me, I cannot take, I cannot take nonsense, so. But you have taken nonsense. What have you demonstrated? The fruit of the Spirit. That is a, a right motive. But, the, but gifts attract both right motive and wrong motive. Like we read last week. The man says, since he's still poor and his partner, as they lay hands on the people, they receive the, the gift. He also says, ah, I think I can press for that in my witchcraft uh, work in this land. He, he, he gave them money, offered them. They said, to perish with your money. He has a wrong motive. So fruit is much more powerful than the gifts of the Spirit. I repeat again, fruit is very powerful and potent. May the Lord help our life in Jesus' name. God wants people who can exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. God wants people who will learn to walk in patience, gentleness, meekness, self-control, and the Holy Spirit help us to do those things. And people around us also help us to do that. I told us just like in one of our topic, new wine. You remember our last prayer? I was leading the prayer with the executive. I said, how do you develop new wine? Just like in a, in, a, in a wine press. What did they do? They press on the grape. And what comes out of it? Wine. How do wine comes out of you? Your fruit is squished. Pressure is mounted on your fruit. People will test your patience. Test if you have self-control. As that thing is happening to you, that's why Paul is saying, I am perplexed. But I, I stand strong. I was not shaken by all these circumstances around me. Then the wine will come out of it. God wants new wine out of my life. God wants new wine out of your life. That is how new wine can be accomplished. This will be your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. God will not permit me to explain John chapter 15. That's where new, the story of the new wine comes from. Talks that I am divine. You are the, my father is the husband man. You are the branches. Any tree, any uh, branch in me that does not bear fruit is cut off. Your life will not be cut, cut off. Your life will give glory to Jesus. You will be a fruit for Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Don't run away from difficult people. And difficult people are always opportunity to display the fruit of the Spirit. Don't run away from challenges. Don't run away from circumstances. 
they are, they are, they are, they are scenario created by God himself. He's deliberate about it. To, to, to what is his goal? So that the fruit of the Spirit can be demonstrated in your life. Instead of backing at someone, why not take a deep breath and relax your mind and tell the Holy Spirit to help you? You will see yourself scaling, scaling through that situation. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you thank God our Father? Thank you that we are treasures. Thank you because I have treasures. Thank you because I've got the Holy Spirit in my lives. Thank you that our lives shouldn't look like anybody else. I'm not another person, I am myself. Thank you because I have an advantage of the Holy Spirit. Thank you because Holy Spirit is an advantage this morning. I pray for everybody's present here this morning that is feeling alone, that is feeling as if there is no comforter. You are depressed, that you are feeling that there is no God. You feel that there is no help. Lord, will you come, Holy Spirit, this morning? Can you ask the Holy Spirit to come this morning? It is the expedient that you go, Jesus. But you let us understand that Holy Spirit is coming. And you have sent the Holy Spirit into our heart. Can we pray the Holy Ghost this morning? You think that there is no comforter, no guardian, no counselor, no help? Holy Spirit is there for you. And Holy Spirit is sent already into your heart. Call for more of him this morning. If you have been missing the Holy Spirit, call for him this morning. If you're missing the Holy Spirit, he can, he can come afresh into your life this morning. We want your presence, Lord, this morning. I want your conviction. I want your leading. I want your, I want your guidance. I want your leading power in my life. I don't want to miss it. Perhaps I've missed it. I don't want to miss it again. I want to be people. I want to be part of those that are driven by the, by the power of God, that are driven by the presence of God. Come, Holy Spirit, into our life this morning. We need direction. That is the job of the Holy Spirit to direct us. Spirit of God, we welcome you. Almighty God, we welcome you. Spirit of God, we welcome you. Almighty God, we welcome you. Spirit of peace, we welcome you.
treasures is, about, is, is part of our inheritance. There are things that emanate out of our lives. We ask you to work upon our life this morning. You make us to be what you want us to become. And our life, we give glory to your holy name. We release ourselves, we yield ourselves. We are yielding people, we are submissive people. We have the Holy Spirit on our inside. Accomplish what you have to accomplish this season in our lives. We say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word this morning. Let your word work wonders in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Come on, jam your hands together for Jesus. Praise God, church. Let's have our seat. Let's have our seat. I hope you have been enjoying Jesus Christ. I said, I hope I've been enjoying Jesus Christ. It has been a wonderful service from the inception up to this moment. I don't celebrate someone beside you. Just celebrate someone, celebrate someone, celebrate someone. <laughs> Some of us are not smiling. Hallelujah. There's this, there's this line of our welcome song. It says, Welcome to this one big you can sing, sing with me. Welcome to this one big family. Gamma code, continue. <laughs> Praise God. That's that's the point now. It's a pleasure to us to have you. Tell someone beside it's a pleasure to have you share Jesus. The person is not talking. I give permission. Go and shake someone else. It's a pleasure to have you share Jesus with me. <laughs> Praise God. The truth is, some people will not still talk. Even if you say five times, people will not still talk. I want to officially welcome and appreciate everyone. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for sacrificing us just to dine in the presence of God. And special appreciation to our senior friends. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate them. And upcoming, upcoming senior friends. Celebrate yourself now, upcoming senior friends. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. See our sport director. You still have like how many months? Like six months. <laughs> Those have like two months or one month. Praise God. So very quickly to one house, one house, one house. One house. Corey starts now. We have finished administration. Very quickly to announcement. We all know of the truth that this period we need to walk. We need to have faith and also what work as well. The book of James says faith without work is what is dead. So we need to be very careful of the truth. If you are a prayer machine, please have sanitizer too. Even if you are going to, you are going upstairs to pray. You can as well just. It's good. That's faith and what and work. Like the chairman said, don't say you want to do prayer work. Before you know from here, you walk to Sabungiri. If you are coming back, we'll love the gate. <laughs> so let's, let, let's strike a balance. In as much as we believe we are in Goshen, so nothing can come near our dwelling. We are barricaded already. We have child of fire. In as much as we know that of the truth, at the same time, we should, what? We should be careful. And I pray, and I know of the truth, we'll, we'll be safe. And we are safe in Jesus' name. So today we'll be observing our street evangelism. <laughs> Am I correct? <laughs> oh, I'm saying what is in my mind. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Of the truth, are we scared? <laughs> Praise God. No, 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 no. Praise God. I, I can expect, wait now, oh no, I can expect that kind of countenance from other people, not from the rugged himself. You see the way he looked at me? <laughs> Praise God. That was, a, that was a slip of mind anyway. So our prayer meeting holds for the prayer unit members. New intending members are welcome. Tomorrow by 6 p.m. we're having our prayer meeting. And also, 
What's happening tomorrow? Tell somebody prayer chain. It's not sleeping chain. Let's be in prayer chain. So by the grace of God, we'll be observing our prayer chain tomorrow. And there's a free ticket. Gate fee is free. And if you want to actually participate, everything, all the hours from 11 to 8 a.m., from 11 p.m. to 8 a.m., you are welcome. You have a special gift from me. I will give you a prayer pamphlet. If you want to participate in everything, I have a special gift for you. But seriously, you can actually observe all the hours. And I pray God will walk into our supplication in Jesus' name. Like I said, every room will be having an hour. And the roster will be pasted in our room. I think on the notice board to be pasted so you can come and check. Room leaders, uh, those that will be anchoring the prayer chain, you can also check so you prepare your mind. You know how you are going to apportion prayers if you want to do that to the other roommates. Please, it's for everybody. And don't wait while for the prayer code or a prayer code start calling you that you don't know it's your prayer time or this. It's not too good. Let's check. Just check time. When you know it's your time to pray, just make sure you are, I think, in the city room to observe prayers. And I pray God will answer all our prayers in Jesus' name. So, Bible study, for Bible study unit members, our preview tomorrow, on Tuesday rather, 5 p.m. for our preview. Then on Wednesday is our Bible study, proper. Praise God. And to the choir units, if you enjoy the choir musician, raise up your hands. If you enjoy the choir musician, raise up your hands. Let's celebrate our choir now. Let's celebrate our choir. So, on behalf of the MD, the gate is still open. More members can see that they are short of manpower. So, but which is already signifying himself. So, more persons are needed in the choir units. You must do something. Tell somebody beside you, you must do something in the house of God. Say it again, you must do something. And I pray God will bless us in Jesus' name. Okay, our rugged shirts are still available and our books are still available. If you want edifying books, you can meet the assistant secretary. She will give you books to read. Not for free this time. If you want books to rent, you can go to the library unit. If you want to buy your personal copies, you can see the Yes, and the rugged shirt, you can see the fin sec, which is in custody of it. Praise God. Praise God. Shall we rise up as we take our family song? Choir.